All right, and here we go. Welcome, everyone, to episode 32 of the Gundam Explained podcast live. Glad to see everyone here. Robert, Zionic Shadow, Will, uh, DeMarco with a very nice message at the beginning. Always uh, gets me mo- motivated to do this. You know, uh, one thing real quick, you know, I'm, you know, uh, on social media, on Twitter, you hear about the stuff that's going on. You know, there's some bombings going on between Russia, Ukraine. It's, you know, potentially that Russia is the aggressor here. And so that's always disheartening to hear. And then I hear some people, um, and again, I try not to worry about Twitter when I'm on Twitter, but how, you know, sometimes people, uh, they mention like, uh, you know, people that are doing their regular day should be ashamed of themselves because there are people out there that are um, hurt and all that. Um, and, uh, you know, I, and I get that. And, you know, part of me thinks there's not too much I can do. You know, a lot of times I appreciate the things I have, the things I can do, like I'm playing Elden Ring today, and then I'm doing this where I'm chilling with everyone. We're talking about Gundam for an hour. So, you know, just real quick, what I wanted to jump to is, um, let's see, he's got this up. So I figure it's just something to do. I'm going to put this in the chat. Like, um, you know, if you want to learn more about what's going on, obviously you can use Twitter. Um, there's little areas where you can donate to support the people in Ukraine. Um, so, you know, anticipating Elden Ring, I've been on the Elden Ring subreddit, and then there's some people posting, they're like, oh, I have to go, you know, me and my family have to go hide in the tunnels or go somewhere uh, to get out of the area because we don't know if we're going to get hit or anything. And it's like, oh, man, that's hard to hear. You know, it's like we have so many cool things in our lives that we can just use at any time. And then you hear some people uh, don't really get to enjoy that because of things like this. So. I mean, I guess that's the most we can do for now and just keep these people in our thoughts and support where we can. Um, but, you know, for maybe some of those that are um, finding shelter and they're streaming YouTube, maybe this is something to help them get away from that. So, um, yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, Ian Henson, good to see you, man. Um, yeah, good to see a lot of you guys showing up. Uh, so, yeah, a lot to talk about today, I think, you know, I've even had to whittle it down, because there's not always, like, a whole lot of Gundam news, but just Gundam, there's always something Gundam to talk about, right, um, so, again, if, if you're watching this, and you haven't subscribed, please do so, and there's a giveaway, and then there's this other Gumpla contest I'll talk about here in a second, but then there's this audio version of the podcast goes up Friday, so you can watch the edited video that goes up Friday, I just take out the beginning, uh, the waiting room music, and then the audio version goes up on a lot of podcast channels. If it's missing anywhere, let me know. Um, but um, other than that, um, what we're going to be talking about today is some Moon Gundam animation that makes me think, does this mean there could be a Moon Gundam anime? Um, also, some new video game news. There's always video game news, which I love because I'm really a gamer and I like Gundam, so that kind of works out. Um Let's see, what are some other things? Uh, I have a whole list of things. There's this, you know, speaking of gaming, and I was looking at upgrading my PC, and then I saw this awesome Gundam gaming rig that exists, and uh, I, oh, that's a hefty price tag, but we're going to look at the specs and see if it was really worth the price. Um, And then, uh, you know, some other things. We're going to be talking about a cool um, weapon used by Xeon, Uh, We're going to do a deep dive into that. It's not a mobile suit, and so it's a supporting type of unit, so I really want to get into that. Um, Let's see. Robert is going to show uh, my art from last year. Yeah, I'll have to show some more of that eventually. Just uh, There's so much to cover, and it's so hard to cover. And i got to make sure also I'm doing things that are consistent and, you know, create traction. So not that there's anything against your art. You sent me a whole ton, and I appreciate it. But uh, that's a a lot to get through. Um, yeah, so with that, let's uh, move on to this next part real quick where I just, you know, quickly talk about where I'm at with videos. Um, so when I normally would have like a Robot Spirits or Gumpla or Collectible Video Monday, instead I had the history of Cross Dimension 0079. You know, a lot of that is because there's so much I want to cover uh, video-wise, and so I just... I wanted to get this done because it was of interest to me. It was at the top of mind. It happened to be because of Genesis, uh, the SDG Generation Genesis game on PlayStation. Um, really does a good job of going through the story, and it intrigued me. So I'm kind of leveraging that 
to get a kind of a quick, concise scope of the side stories of Gundam you see we don't see much. And then I go and do some more research, find out, like, where did it originate? And so that's the first video. If you haven't checked it out, go and check it out because there's always going to be a Gundam that will be featured or even an awesome Xeon mobile suit. And then uh, I was we checked out, it's like episode 8, but the second episode of MS Igloo Gravity Front, uh, which I called it Legend of the White Ogre, even though it's really about the battle tank that the Federation uses. Um, it's like an upgraded version uh, of the original tank that they used, even though it's within that same time span. But regardless, but then we see this White Ogre. It's just a kind of a cool, unique Xeon uh, Zaku 2 mobile suit that's painted white. Um, we learned a little bit about the pilot, but not too much. I just thought it was uh, uh, pretty cool. And um, I'll be doing a lot more of that. I have so many things planned out, but I still want to do the collectibles. Just it's it's interesting that they don't get as many views as the lore videos, even though I I really like looking over the. But I think it really depends. Like it depends what collectible it is, like of robot spirits or of a gumpla. Like what is the unit that's being discussed? And maybe I should maybe frame it differently the way I'm presenting with the lore. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, there's still more to come, so much more to come, and I'm at 864 subscribers, which is amazing, I can't wait to bump it up even more, and then there's gonna be more things coming here pretty soon, where we'll have some watch-alongs, uh, using Discord, where we'll, you know, just sit around and watch, uh, an episode or a movie, uh, related to Gundam, and just kind of chill and talk about it, and then some more scheduled gaming sessions, um, so on Saturdays, I'll stream Gundam Battle Operation 2, but sometimes it's, Either I try to do it after 2 p.m. to do that day's dailies, but it's usually, I don't know, I did it early one time and late the other, but we'll try to figure out something so others can join. Um, and then, Ian, yeah, uh, robot spirits are a bit more niche. Yeah, they are, and I think it's because they are mainly they were mainly just released in Japan, they're a little pricey, um, but uh, I think slowly it's coming over here. I'm noticing domestic releases like on Amazon too, so... Hopefully they pick back up. And, you know, another thing with Bandai is how they kind of, um, they tend to come out with a line of figures, the MSIA, they have some other things, and then they stop the line and come out with a new line. I'm hoping this Robot Spirits continues. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. Oh, yeah, Mech and Nick in the house. Hey, good to see you. It's not so much the lore, it's that Gumpla are of a more higher interest, so they draw a larger crowd. Yeah, it, well, see, that's what's interesting. So I will do these Gumpla videos, but they don't get as many views as my other videos. But I think it might be because I'm not a build a builder enthusiast. I'm more of a Gundam enthusiast in general. So I'm about the lore, about the stories, about the video games. And even when I build a Gumpla, I'm not doing it like high super high quality like you see some people out there do i'd like to i'd like to get a um what uh paint uh, what do you call it you know the spray paint gun there's there's a name for it i just forgot it um yeah to really i mean there's this and i'll do a review of it i have a um hazel i forget which one where there's not color separation on the yellow v crest or i guess that would be from the federation that's on the cod piece and so you want to, you have to apply a sticker. And I'm like, no, not on that. I'll just paint it. But brush, hand doing it with a brush, no, I'd have to get the spray. There, there's a name for it. I don't know why. Uh, paint spray, spray paint, paint gun. I I don't know why I'm I'm not doing it. Um, let's see. Uh, Ian, uh, Robot Spirit started around the early 2010s. That's cool. Yeah, I um. Yeah, I noticed I've some of the used ones I've grabbed were like I could tell by the quality that they're older, but they're still like really good. And oh man, there's so much they could cover too. And sometimes they redo, like with the Zeta and Double Zeta, they'll do like kind of the metal version, which just some parts are metal, whatever. Xeonic Shadow. Speaking of Bandai, my Black Tristars mech I pre-ordered in December is getting shipped tomorrow. That's awesome. It, is that a Robot Spirits or is that a Gumpla? Because I, I do have one of the black Tri-Stars. Um, actually, let me go get that real quick. Maybe I should do a review of it. I don't know if it's this one right here. Um, it would be great to get um, another one. Is that focusing? 
Um, yeah, these these things are really cool because it has all the thrusters around the ankles to kind of give it that mobility, especially in space and all that. Um, airbrush. Thanks, Robert. Golly, that's yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, moving on. Okay, so some cool news with Gundam Battle Operation 2. So one thing I thought was interesting is this automatic equipping. So, you know, I've, I've been playing since release, and so I have so many mobile suits, it's crazy. And so a lot of times I'll, I'll find a room that only has a certain cost maybe I don't use too much, and then I'll, I'll jump in and uh, be like, ah, what mobile suit should I use? And I'll just pick a random one, and it won't have any parts on it. And I think he gotta, you kind of have to have parts on it. So a lot of times I'll just randomly pick stuff real quick, you know, so it doesn't uh, time out in the waiting room. But I kind of like the idea of this easy equipping, just or auto equipping, just because this can kind of give me an idea. I, and again, I don't know if it, it it's dynamic in a way where it understands the suit I'm using, you know, like raid versus general versus support um, or the weapon type. So it no, because then it talks about how you can do the auto equip where you can have certain equipment already on it and then do an auto equip so you can still have what you need like if you really wanted something to have more of the thrusters to to be more your play style but then auto equip everything else that makes more sense for it you know i haven't tried it i haven't logged on today so i gotta do my dailies uh here soon at least i can get the morning which by the way being central time in texas if i'm playing late at night or early in the morning i think there's more of the japanese crowd on and you can get those custom matches rooms like fast Let's go to the chat again real quick. Um, let's see. The problem is that people who are into Gundam are more well-versed on the lore because they watch as much as they can while talking about Gunpla. is more about skill and technical aspects of the kit. Yeah, that's true. That, yeah, that's a good point. A lot of times when I'm going over a Gunpla build, it, it's less about the construction and it's more about here's this awesome Gunpla I have. Even with the robot spirits, I'm looking at the articulation and be like, wow, look at how accurate this is and all that. Um, but there, yeah, there's something more unique with, with the Gumpla because it, it, I think it would be more interesting if I did custom things like that Jesta I did recently, I got from Santo Bell. It would have been more interesting if I colored on the shield, the parts that are supposed to be white, I think, or even like on the hazel, they don't have red on the, the, uh, fingers. I think people want to see that. They want to see like accuracy that you've customized that are not part of the kit. I'd like to get more into that. Let's see. Um... Automatic equipping is good for beginners to GBO2, I think. Yeah, I'm glad they added that in. And, I mean, look, these, we've got to admit, like, all these things they've been adding, and then the fact that this could be coming on Steam soon, it's like the perfect recipe to get more people playing, for them to just continue supporting this uh, for a long time. I, I think it's awesome to be into Gundam Battle Operation 2 because it takes a while to really get the hang of it, but when you do, it's like high-level play, even for a beginner. Um that's why I've stuck for for so long. I, I don't. I haven't really stuck with a multiplayer game for so long. Even StarCraft. Maybe back when StarCraft came out, I played for a couple of years. But for uh, for doing dailies and gun battle operation too. Yeah, I'll take a month or two off, but then I'll come back and play daily. It's just it's just cool like that, you know. Um, and then let's see. We had that. Okay, so there's some changes with the GPO four and Super Gundam, which is cool. They made it where it can, they can be used on ground missions, maps, which is cool because I have the Super Gundam, um, which I like it because I love the Mark II, but I don't have the standard Mark II. So because of that, I, I've i really only used the Super Gundam when I'm in space. And you know what? I don't play space as much as I like. The only time I really like playing space is if it's 600. That way I can use my uh, Rigazi Custom uh, because it just uh, it just works so well. The thing is, I love space. I I think I, I've changed my ground controls, and then I have that the same in space, and I think I need to change it back because I have it where I think uh, the thrusters are L1 and the uh, to ascend is X and to descend is L2. I used to have it where the, th the left thumbstick was the thruster, and that worked well because I think... Some games do that, like uh, Front Mission Evolved. That was a third-person mech combat game based off of a strategy series. And they had it where the yeah the thruster uh, was clicking that in. I believe it was that game. 
Um, yeah, I'm just about that. Um, let's see. Moving back down. Okay, so they have a new Jigen, so or Jagan. It's this E W A C. I think that stands for like emergency something something or other. Um, yeah, just another. I think Unicorn, right? This is a Unicorn era. And then this Cubeblade, which is pretty cool. It's uh, I guess MP. Not too sure what that means. I, I always think multiplayer, but that wouldn't make sense for this. Uh, but just cool colors. You know what? I've been thinking like. It wasn't like the Cubeblade when that when I first saw that in Zeta, I was like, "This is a weird one, but it's cool. It's kind of scary. It almost looks like a moth coming at you." And then I got the Robot Spirits version. That's probably one of the most highly detailed looking, uh, just a construction of the Robot Spirits figures, and it really got me into it. And one thing I want to do, and I saw a post, I should have saved it, is someone built a a Cubeblade model kit, and it looks just like it is standard, but it has the real type markings on it, just in the right places where it just looks sick. And I want to say, if I'm not mistaken, that occurs in Double Zeta. I forget if it's in Zeta, but there's a scene in Double Zeta where there's a close-up shot of the Cubeblade, and you can actually see all the real type markings on it. So it's interesting that it is like that in-universe, just when there's more wider shots of the mobile suits, they actually don't have the real type markings on them. Zionic Shadow, mass production. Thanks, man, with the answer. Yeah, MP, mass production. I love it. I love it. The idea that the Cubeblade would have a mass production version, just like we saw with the Hyakushiki Kai. Thanks, man. That's always cool. And then, uh, let's see, this premium login bonus list update, um, and then just some other units here uh, that you could get from the Gotcha. I spent all mine this past month. Uh, I... Not that I was trying to get what was uh, just coming out available. I'm just trying to get the Hazels. There's two of them. And then we get these the crates so much more often now um, within uh, between missions. And I'm getting cool stuff, but not those Hazels. And then I'll be playing a match with someone that has a Hazel, and it's just it's fire, man. I, I can't wait to get one. All uh, right. Oh, here we go, Robert. Early warning aircraft. Okay, I knew it had something to do with that. Thanks, Robert. I love it. I love uh, when we can just talk Gundam and answer each other's questions like that. All right, um, moving on real quick. Um, let's see. Okay, so this is really cool. Moon Gundam manga gets first animated footage and you see Engage Game Now. From what I understand, there there was already some animation they had. Let me turn this down just a little bit. They had from Moon Gundam. Let me see if I can. But anyway, just looking at this, like it makes me want them to have series like they might as well what if this is a prototype for that yeah I don't know what they're saying but there is someone out there that has been translating these animations that are in UC Engage and please if there's someone that has any pull at um who is this a Bandai joint I don't know anyone has any pull with this UC Engage game make an English language version or something because I I would be I would totally be playing this game knowing you can like unlock these animations to watch and they give little snippets of story. This is like totally my thing. Um especially I, although it would make me use my phone more and I don't really use it you know too much. Um yeah, but yeah, there's that. So, yeah, I saw this here and I thought this was pretty cool. Gundam hits new Gunplus sales record for the year. Which is great, because if anything, I th I think there's an opportunity, obviously Bandai sees this and they're working on it, of Gundam in North America. We've got the Netflix movie coming out. They saw an increase of 9.7%. And, um, you know, when I go into Target, they have a lot of kits there. They have real grades. They have those exclusive battle log kits that I guess are really only at Target right now. So, um, you know, it... To me, it's cool to see that. Like they, yeah, and then they have those other action figures, that little light up statue. 
it would be interesting if they started releasing robot spirits style figures because I think collectors or or I don't know that people would look at that and be like, wow, this is like a high quality action figure. You know, not that building isn't cool, but there's people that like it the other way. Or if someone just wants to get in the series, but they're not a builder, this would kind of be a way to get into it. Because they do have the um, the Ver Anime RX-78 2 that is actually not that expensive. Um, they have different versions that they sell in Japan, and I feel like that's something that could be released here. And then, you know, uh, Shar Nazaku 2, which, you know what, it's a nightmare every day. Or daymare. I have Sharzaku 2, and I think I mentioned this a few weeks ago on a podcast. I was just straightening things. You know how things will just fall. And as I was adjusting his leg, a skirt piece fell off. I watched it fall, bounce off the ground, and go into the shelf. And I was like, oh, it's right there. I'll go get it. And when I reached down there, it wasn't there anymore. I cleaned out the whole shelf. I cleaned out the area around underneath the shelf. It's gone. I'll probably find it in a year, but uh, I guess I just got to buy another uh, uh, Char Zaku too. Let's see. Uh, I mean, they do sell Dragon Ball figures at Target. Yeah, they have... Uh, oh, hold on one second. A light went off. Yeah, they do have... Uh, All right, totally forgot uh, I unplugged the light, so it was on the battery. Um, yeah, so that's the thing with Target. There's, like, a, a lot more uh, the anime stuff being sold. SH Figure Arts, even at GameStop. Yeah, so I think that's a really good point that Robot Spirits is probably something easy to... Okay. There we go. Hold on one second. Let me... Uh... Okay, yeah, I kind of have a light leaning on the back of my monitor here, but I'll have to do something a little more official later, but there's just so much technology around me, sometimes just overwhelming. And then Mechanic, the Battlelog kits are in hobby stores as well. They were just released to Target first. Ah, okay, that's how it works. So that's cool. Uh, so I think it's cool to see something like that, like an American chain like Target trying to do something with uh, getting... Gundam appeal? I don't know. It tells me there's a bigger push going on, especially if we're getting this Netflix movie and it hasn't come out yet, but that's the plan. So, um, Let's see. I saw something else. Oh, it was mass-produced mainly because of the Puru clones, or pull, if you want to say it very American-like. And, yeah. Um, so is that what shows up at the end of Double Zeta? Or am I thinking something else? Um, and then I saw something else. Mind if I ask to be a mod for your podcast live streams? Oh, that's uh, that's intriguing. I'll probably have to get something like that eventually. Um, when when the time comes. So far, we've got a really cool group of us really just chilling and talking. So once it gets to the point where it's like unmanageable, yeah. And then Robert is saying Walmart too. So I haven't been to a Walmart in a while. So I'll have to, next time I'll have to, have to check that out. Anyway, I just want to bring that up because I just think it's cool that Gumpla is seeing this, you know, the sales go up. That's going to help people get to know Gundam. And, and really, at the end of the day, this allows, I think, more things to be translated. I think there's a more official term for that, like UC Engage. I think it's perfect time for Tomino to come out with a Double Zeta trilogy, like with Gundam and Zeta except those didn't have English dubs, and they need to do that. Um, and I used to be a sub-snob. I used to, uh, especially when I was into foreign films, I, I would always prefer subs, but I'm more of a dub guy. The Quinn Massa is what I'm thinking of. Ah, okay, yeah, let's look that up real quick. Um, oh, well, let's do, um, Gundam. Oh, I must have spelled it wrong. Oh, Queen Massa, maybe? 
But oh, oh, aka Quinn. Okay, Mantha. Oh wow, you know that that's just confusing stuff. Oh, it's like an evolution of the um, Kshatriya. I like it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you watch a series even twice, and you really need to watch it again to then really remember what suit is what and where. Let's see, the Pudu clones show up in the final uh, missile mission of ZZ in G Generations. What's your favorite bit of lore you've come across in G Generation? Yeah. So, I love G Generations. Like, I, I don't... Did I bring that up? I... I found it where it was showing my playtime, and I want to say it was like over 180 hours. I'm like, how is that possible? Or it had to have been 118 or 108. I don't know. It's probably more now. Yeah, I've played that a lot. My favorite bit of lore I've come across, it might have to be the Blue Destiny. And I'm going to make a video about that. Um, it, it, I really like the idea of that because it's almost like early Saikamu new type technology. Uh, but in a different form, and it was kind of transferred between uh, Zeon and Federation early on, and so it's kind of interesting that that whole story and what happened. That's going to be a good video when I get to that. But there's a few others, like even playing the mission for um, oh, what is it called? It's the one where it's in that PS2 game. Oh, now I can't with the thoroughbred. Um, yeah, very good. Very good stuff. Um, let's see. Anything else? Oh, yeah. Yeah, thanks for getting me hooked uh, uh, to G Generations. Yeah, that's... And then and as soon as I'm done with that, once I get done, I'm going to jump over to um, Super Robot Wars 30. Even though it's less Gundam, it has... It's not just Gundam. It has a lot of other Gundam stuff. And I love, I think it's called Huckleberry, like the main mobile suit of that series. And there was a Robot Spirits toy of it, but I think it's like $300. But I'd love to get that. All right. Um, oh, Zionic Front. Yeah, and Zionic Front is actually in it too. I'll, I'll have to uh, finish that one. Uh, Going to be real here, honestly, I don't like Target Walmart getting kits as it stretches out the kits available even further when we're in a kit shortage. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, but they seem to be getting kits that are more of the mass-produced type uh, rather than um, ones that are a little more interesting, I guess. Because the only kits I bought at Target were an ARC-78 2-inch grade and Char um, Zaku. Interestingly, there are two different uh, Titanias, one from G-Generation and one from Code Fairy. If you get the opportunity, you should check out them out. MS-18NF Titania and PMX-004 Titania. Yeah, I was reading about that. In, uh, there's a couple mobile suits that are f that they're talked about in G-Generation Genesis, and then they're in some of these side stories in Code Fairy. Yeah, side stories in Code Fairy. And what it seems like is they created, they would create a mobile suit, and they would have multiple variations of that custom. And one would be in Code Fairy, and one would be, you know, from the uh, side stories. Sometimes the one in Code Fairy would be the actual one from... Uh, you know what? That even gives me an idea. I should make... Uh, I already... And I've work, been working on a video for Code Fairy and all the lore there. But then all the mobile suits that are exclusive to Code Fairy and where they came from. Robert, don't forget Mass Builder. Yeah, I've heard of that. I think I played the demo. Didn't really grab me. Um, and they need to create Mass Builder uh, plastic models. Yeah, didn't really grab me yet. Maybe once they get it, I think it's in the demo stage or early access. Once they get it out of that, that'll be good. Um, all right, cool. Let's um, move on. Sorry, I was unboxing a Hot Toys Spider-Man. I'm enjoying the discussion. Yeah, hey, that's what's cool about doing these podcasts, and even the ones I listen to that are live, I'm usually doing something else. Like I was tweaking Elden Ring earlier while listening to David Jaffe. He's a game developer. He doesn't do it anymore, but he made like God of War Twisted Metal, and he's kind of crazy with what he talks about, but it's pretty funny, and uh, I'll usually listen to him. But Elden Ring, by the way, if you guys are playing it on PC, 
uh, put it in like the windowed borderless in order to not get any frame stuttering. I was getting a lot of frame stuttering and I couldn't believe it. Otherwise, it plays good. Steam has it for 25 or so, that mass builder. Ah, just so many games right now. So many games. Um, you know, because another thing, I don't know if I should admit this on here. I got the uh, Dead or Alive Extreme 3 uh, and the VR add-on, and it's uh, it's quite fun. Yeah, David Jaffe. Yeah, David Jaffe. He has a fun live stream. Uh, you know, what I like about him, too, is there's like this thing that I learned growing up where there are people that are very right-leaning, people that are very left-leaning, and they really stick to those, and there's no in-between. I notice even if there's things I don't agree with with David Jaffe, like my life and talking with people is not about what people think or agree with. I don't. I try not to judge people by that because everyone has all their differences based on their life, where they came from. And I think it's like the same with Joe Rogan. Like I love listening to Joe Rogan's podcast, the people who gets on, he talks to, and he's not always saying the right thing. Sometimes he says things, I'm like, why is he saying that? But I think that's what makes the conversation better is people that are kind of just like, they talk about whatever, they're willing to admit their mistakes. Um, I know I've said some things in the past online that were kind of dumb, but that was like early, early on online. And then, because I, I started using social media like as soon as it was a thing in fact I started getting jobs doing social media work before that was even really a main job now where they don't pay that much for it um and in it was just early on I was able to see how toxic people can be and how people take sides like a sporting event and they take a side and then they will always attack other people that don't agree and it's not about that really Um, DOD Extreme 2, or Dead or Alive Extreme 2, um, see, I love the Dead or Alive fighting games, I've played every single one except 5, and I was 6 I've played, I've skipped 5, yeah, I've heard of Colin Moriarty, you know what, that's a good conversation, because I'm conflicted with him, because I, I, I don't know, there's something about his content sometimes that it seems to come off, um... Uh, I don't want to be mean. Like, I was going to say, like, entitled or um, uh, superior, uh, sort of say. Because I used to be deep, deep, deep into the video game journalism. I had my own um, blog before, you know, doing video was really a thing. It was a blog. I would always work with journalists. I always got video games early and to check out to review. And from that, I learned how toxic people can be, even people in the industry. Um, but I still do watch him sometimes because I guess like I was saying before, you know, he is, he is kind of that type too, where he likes to bring on and talk with people that might've been marginalized or outed for things that are just not fair. And I, I gotta give him props for that for sure. Okay. Dead or alive zombie extreme. Is that what that is? Um, because if this was zombies, that's awesome. You know, speaking of video games, which I think I could do all day, and I used to, I had a video game podcast I started in 2006 called The Blue Cast, and then I stopped doing it when I felt like there was too much toxicity in video games online, I couldn't take it. Um, but I'm thinking of doing it again. I mean, I have my other channel that I used to have all my video game reviews on, and then I would do a podcast like once a month. I might get back into it because I could talk about games all day. Speaking of, like I just said, because that's all I talk about, um, there's this uh, awesome Asus Gundam build that, uh, oh, what? what? What's with this light? Hold, hold on, hold on. This should be what's happening when I'm playing Battle Operation 2. Like, uh, having, like, the emergency lights that come on while I'm playing. I think it was because that was low battery because I forgot I had it unplugged. And um, I have it at full power, so. Um, but um, I recently, I upgraded my PC, and I was thinking, you know, how much is it going to cost for me to buy a new one? And I was thinking of buying a whole new one. I was like, how about just a video card? And video cards are the cost of a new one. So, uh, my brother sent me this, 
uh, the psycho frame is happening. That that is hilarious. Um, so yeah, my brother sent me this, and I mean everything is Gundam. Like, look at that. Look at the power supply here. Look at the the uh, cable uh, management. Look at the monitor. Uh, I okay. So I think though when you get it, it, oh man, look at that. Look at look at this. So here we go. Forty seven. 99 and it's out of stock it was in stock initially so i mean the big thing here is it comes with a 3080 which is cool it's not a ti it's not 3090 but it's a 3080 which is about 2500 give or take so really everything else you're getting i mean that is a great processor um let's see you're getting a two terabyte m2 which is great uh 32 gigabytes of ram all of that is good stuff it, to me, that does seem worth it because of everything you're getting, and it's built, and it has all this stuff here that just looks awesome. Um, yeah, look at that. Look at the lighting. Look at look at all that. And I mean, I would love to get this. It's just right now I'm not gonna drop. Okay, so I don't know if this comes with it, but it has like the mouse and keyboard, which looks sick. Look at that. And the, the RAM has LEDs on it as well. That is... So there's this version, but then there's another version, and I think it's in stock. And so this was out of stock. So it looks like these things be, uh, come in stock regularly. Um, the difference with this one is the processor is still good. The Yeah, it's the processor in the M2. is one terabyte, which... I think that's still a good price. Um, I'd still get that. And look, uh, three thirty-five a month with a firm. I've done that before. Um, yeah, I mean, this thing is. I don't know. Oh, check this out! I watched it's a Gundam's video on the one he built, and it's not worth the extra money. Hmm. Interesting. I think it would be worth it just because it is already built, and I am tired of building PCs. I actually just built one this weekend for the kids to use, to put in the dining room, and I used, you know, it it it, it doesn't require water cooling. It doesn't require a lot of things, so it was an easy build. worked like a charm, first try. But with how complicated these builds get, but look at that case. How much would that case cost if you were to get it? How much would it cost to get a, and that's the thing, I guess it's like you're paying for it to have the Gundam stylings and LEDs, like, I guess it's not worth the extra money if you don't care about the Gundam stylings. For me, that's worth the little extra money, especially if I'm just going to be, if I wanted to go buy a 3080 on my own anyway and spend $1,500. Um, I don't know. I wish I had that kind of... Yeah, me too, man. I, I was just earlier... I think it was today or yesterday. I was going through this like uh, bin of uh, high-end action figures I have like from Mezco, some Super 7. Um, and I have this Storm Collectibles Terry Bogard. And they're... And they're worth something on ebay so um i was thinking i might uh i might start selling some of this stuff to to uh pay for that and make a nick oh uh paying for the branding yeah I, and even that if you break down the costs it's really not too much because look you when it comes to building a pc there's always there's always something and then all the parts specifically, there could be something, and then you have to do whatever. But buying one whole, the usually the warranty is a lot better. It's a lot easier to deal with. Um, yeah, I, it, a lot of it's convenience. It's just I, maybe at my age, even though it's not like you guys are, or I'm not much older. I think some of you guys might be older than me. Like I've built so many PCs. To me, it's almost a pain once you start getting to the complicated things. Um, yeah, kind of like, yeah, I don't know. I'm looking at trying to start selling some stuff myself. Yeah, I need to slim down. I have 
I, you know, I have this office. I, I mainly use it for work, and then I use it for my Gundam stuff. And then I, I was running out of room. I have a lot of uh, Spider-Man action figures. It's like, do I really need these? It's just Spider-Man, for some reason, there's something about him that's just he's an action figure, and it's awesome. I have a bunch of the Mafex X-Men, because I like the old 90s X-Men. And then I have a bunch of uh, three-quarter, or yeah, 3.75 in Star Wars action figures. I have so many that most of them are in the attic. And I'm just like, you know what? I'd rather just have my Gundam stuff out. So, I don't know. I'm just afraid also, too, to get myself to Gundam to then I get sick of it, you know? But can you really get sick of Gundam? With all the hours I put into Generation Genesis the past couple weeks, I don't think I can get sick of Gundam. Yeah, yeah, you got that hot toy? Yeah, I, um... For me, it was that I have like, and they're not that good. You know, the Hasbro Marvel Legends toys are not that great. And I think they're made like that on purpose. They're not too expensive. Kids can play with them. But I did get the newer ones from the newer Spider-Man movies. They look pretty cool. Um, And then I have the PS4 suit, the SH Figure Arts, and the the Diamond Select 7-inch from the PS4 game. But my favorite one is the Japanese Spider-Man. I have the SH figure arts of that one. And that one's that one's just cool. Um, all right. Um I knew there's a reason we got along so well. <laughs> yeah, it's it's that uh where the cultures merge, you know, like the geek collecting culture. And that's that's the thing, like I don't even find the new Spider-Man movies to be that particularly amazing. <laughs> um they're just okay. Um, I, I really like the Tobey Maguire ones and Sam Raimi. I'm a fan of him as a director. And then, um, what is it? The Andrew Garfield ones. I liked him as this Peter Parker, but movies are just okay. All right. Um, let's see. I posted a link for the Shark Custom Zaku gaming PC build. Ah, did you now? Let's see. Um, did you post it in here? Or is it... Ah, uh, here we go. Okay, let's look at this. Oh, it's the... um, Yeah, the separate pieces. So I guess technically you could buy it separately, too. Pretty neat. Oh, where is that? I mean, that's pretty cool. I, doesn't that make it three times faster? <laughs> um, Let's see. Yeah, thanks for that, Robert. Appreciate it. Um, oh, yeah. So, okay. Here's what I wanted to deep dive into today. The DFA-03 DOP. So, playing G-Generation Genesis, this seems to be a unit that's in use for support quite a bit. And being in Gundam, a lot of it is really just centered around mobile suits. So, let me put on my old type eyewear and take a sip of this tea. All right, the, D- the DFA-03 DOP is the Principality of Xeon's only atmospheric fighter aircraft during the One-Year War. It appeared in the anime series Mobile Suit Gundam and Mobile Suit Gundam, the OMS team. Notable pilots include Garma Zabi and Norris Packard. All right, technology and combat characteristics. The DOP was an atmospheric fighter by Xeon for invasions on Earth. It was said that... Okay, so... So it's four invasions on Earth. So that was its design. Um, It was said that Xeonic engineers, due to living on space colonies, did not have the knowledge to develop atmospheric aircraft or a place to test them. So the DOP was designed using computer simulations. That's interesting. As a result, the first four prototypes crashed when tested on Earth because it had very poor aerodynamics. The DOP forcibly achieved flight via a large thrust engine and a large number of altitude control verniers. It had high mobility and a maximum speed of Mach 5, but poor range. As a result, it was often carried in the ACA-01 GA, which I believe is, um, you know, the giant purple carrier. I think Garma is in one. Very highly detailed in Genesis, but yeah, there there you go. Um, the DOP was designed for combat in dispersed Minofsky particles. So the cockpit was situated above the rest of the aircraft to give the pilot a large field of view. So that's very cool to know. You know, I always thought looking at this, it looked kind of goofy. It seems 
like most Xeon, it carries that aesthetic, I guess, if post-World War II, um, I guess there was that technology, that that design aesthetic that kind of kept moving forward, this kind of lends to that. But also really the idea is I love the in-universe uh, idea about getting a larger field of view because of Minofsky uh, particles. So glad they have that there. The DOP can remain airborne even if a wing is severely damaged, as seen when the RX-78 to Gundam cut off a wing from uh, Garmazavi's DOP. All right, so it has a 30-millimeter six-tube missile launcher. And a and that is the only viable anti-MS weapon in a 20-millimeter Vulcan gun. Okay. The DOP was introduced as a part of Xeon's Earth Invasion Force in the early days of the One-Year War, serving as the main fighter jet of Xeon's Air Force to support and protect their mobile suits from aerial attacks. So that's cool to really get that specific information of it. Um, oh, that looks cool. Yeah, I guess you can keep the same design, but update it for the modern uh, animations, and it looks good. Oh, wait a minute. What is this? That is what I'm talking about. Um, if anyone knows in there, are these, I don't know what, um, if this is MSIA or whatever, are these to scale robot spirits? Because that would be sick to have something like that. I think they even have a robot spirits tank, Magellan tank or Magella, uh, but it's quite expensive. And there's some, the, yeah, I love, I wonder if in Thunderbolt, isn't there like some, um, stuff in Thunderbolt? Um, no, it doesn't say here. I know the, the core fighter, I love the air combat stuff, so the core fighters have a lot of cool Thunderbolt stuff. Oh, Mechanic has it. That's awesome. Yeah, I got a, um, I got a, oh, look at this one. Garmazabi use. That is sick. Okay, so this is mobile suit in action for sure. See, that's what they need to have come with uh, the Robot Spirits. They need to have stuff like that. I mean, I love what they're doing with the 08 MS Team Robot Spirits. I've got the, I've already pre-ordered the two option part sets that have like little figures that have the tank and all that. So, hey, you need to get a Robot Spirit somehow, some way. If you see one on sale, sometimes Amazon will have them on sale. USA Gun no, Figurize, I think, is what it's called. We'll have them on sale. I even got the yeah this. Uh, Black Tri-Stars for like 30 I think it was on sale. Now they're a little more expensive, but uh, that was cool at the time. They're, skill, uh, they're too skilled with the other Gundam action figures from the early 2000s. And you know what? I don't know um, about the early, any other action figures when it comes to Gundam. I, I just don't. Oh, that's cool too. Look at that. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, Ian's saying uh, Amiami is a good place to look. Okay. Okay, I'll have to check that out. But um, what's this one? Is that going to load? Come on. That looks... Oh, Dazzle use. Wow. That's what they're missing uh, with the robot spirits, although they do so much. I can't say that's what they're missing. All right. Um, big Bad Toyster. You know what? That Xeonic... That's a good point, because I got the Burka Super Gundam there, and that thing was expensive, but they had a sale where it was like $100 off, and then I bought it. I would have never had it if it wasn't for Big Bad Toy Store on their sale. So, Oh, and Ian's saying they're bigger than MSIA. They are somewhat smaller than uh, $144. Oh, that's interesting. But I think even the accessories, like getting the DOP or something, could still work in a way with a mobile suit. I just think some, and I haven't done it in a while, but I need to get back to it where I would do the photography. I would have like the background, some foreground elements for depth of field, have the mobile suits battling, use Photoshop. I need to get back into that. The only spirits one I'd want is the Phantom Gundam, and it's north of 200. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I didn't grab it because I don't have that much of an attachment to it, but that that's a sick-looking one for sure. And it's been... I think it might even still be up for pre-order. It's been for a while. So it's weird how either Robot Spirits don't sell out or they just keep them up for pre-order as long as possible. And then once they get the sales, they, you know. Um, uh, Robert, 
Can I call in? Um, sure, man. Yeah, if you got something to add, and uh, yeah, go ahead and call in. I'm gonna start going through comments. Um, from the last podcast, Matt Rafa still have my Dreamcast and Rise from the Ashes. The White Dingoes were awesome. I'd love a sequel or a modern remake in that same style. So I think, if I'm not mistaken, the that game from the Dreamcast is in the PS3 side story and. And I think you or someone else brought up that I could just easily get a PS3 and, and import it and play it. So I'm going to do that, and I want to do a video on that because there's some good stuff there. So, all right, let me... Okay, Robert's called in. Let me grab him in, see if that works. Um, hey, Robert, what's up? Can you hear me? Yeah, Adam. Hey, hey, what's up, man? In my room, uh, we've got some construction going on. Oh, yeah? What kind of construction? Well, tearing down the top wall in my room so we can actually do some wiring in here tomorrow. Oh, wiring. That's always nice. I guess electrical or internet? Electrical and also um, USB so I can access my stuff up here from my computer, which is downstairs. Oh, okay. That's cool. That's pretty cool. So, so am I clear? Uh, my computer is custom built. I can't remember all the components, but I know I have a mag mortar board. Oh, okay. But yeah, so, uh, but yeah. Gundam related, what you got for us? Ah, Gundam related. Well, I'm going to be uh, posting uh, pictures of my first gunpla build oh cool are you gonna put it in the uh for the contest yeah i'll do that okay cool yeah that'll be a good one yeah i'd like to see that yeah i've already got a couple up uh so mecha nick has his up which is awesome and then santo bell has his too so yeah, if anyone else wants to post maybe pictures of a a gunpla build they have yeah go ahead and post it in there they had the gunpla build contest um in okay. fact let me let me pull that over here so do you uh, later in the chat? What's up? Oh, did I? Did I? Okay. Yeah, I'll see. I'm you. disconnecting. Oh, okay. All right, man. Thanks for calling in. But yeah, you know, speaking of that Gumpla build contest, so Mechanics design, which is awesome. Um, he's got some details in about this awesome about this too. It's 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 really awesome. You'll have to read that. Tons of pictures, uh, which is very helpful too. And then Santo Bell, his uh, awesome too. He just posted this one up. It's got details, got some weathering. Um, yeah, very cool. So if anyone else wants to, feel free. Yeah, Robert, if you want to post yours up too, that'd be awesome. Um, all right. So, oh, Santo. Hey, morning, man. Glad to see you jump in. Glad you could make it. I know the time's kind of weird for you from where you're at. Um. Yeah, and then your comment here, thumbs up for Dreamcast. Yeah, Dreamcast was my, looking back at my gaming years, Dreamcast was like one of the most fun times I've ever had. Like, I remember when I got that, and I got Marvel vs. Capcom, and then, I don't know, Dead or Alive 2 was on that too. Um, Soul Calibur, there was just so, those are all fighting games, but there's just so many good games on there, and that's when I first played a Gundam game, didn't know it was Gundam. Um, uh, and that was just awesome. And, I, and then I remember, I remember the news... I was at Chili's, and this family that was, like, next to me, and I was, I remember having dinner with this girl I just started dating, and this family that was sitting next to us, I remember they were discussing how, yeah, Sega has canceled the Dreamcast, and I'm like, no, it can't be, and uh, yeah, I'll always remember that. There's an alternate reality where the Dreamcast went on. Microsoft helped fund Sega's development of the Dreamcast 2, and yeah, that's what it should happen, but... Oh, you got the flu. That's too bad. Um, hey, flu or even like with these COVID strains, um, and just be careful. Um, or, you know, it's going to happen. You're going to get sick. So just as long as you're, you know, taking care of yourself and all that. Um, all right. And then, yeah, Santo Bell, ouch, 2 p.m. Central Saturday is a 4 a.m. Sunday for me. Oh, well, sets an alarm. Who needs sleep anyway? So, 
Um, oh, you mentioned G Savior, uh, but YouTube only lets me like a video once. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, G Savior is the secret best Gundam live action movie. It's the only live action. But no, I think it it might be good. I want to hear from some of the regulars um, that plays GBO2 if like a late night Saturday makes sense. That way we can stream and we can get a, a big group together uh, like Will, uh, Zionic, and um, is it Zector that also plays? Um, and then, oh, that poll, which series should I review next? Let's look at that. Um, wait a minute. I think I have to go here and then here. Okay. So I got 115 votes, which is really cool. So which uh, series should I review next? And it's 08 MS Team, which is cool. I'm, I actually can't wait to get into that. Next was the origin. And then it looks like what tied was uh, Victory Gundam and the Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam Trilogy. Um, you know, that's the thing. I haven't really reviewed all the episodes of Zeta, Double Zeta, or the original Mobile Suit, which that would, that would, I don't know how to do that exactly. That would be one episode a week. That would take a whole year. So it might be where I start with the movie trilogies, or maybe I pick specific episodes that are very interesting. Uh, but with Victory Gundam, that's why I want to do the first few episodes, because the first episode is kind of a recap of the next few episodes, so I think... That's why I was going to do that. And then the origin, you know, a big reason why I want to do that series is because that's it's easier format to do. I think it's like six episodes. I can usually jump to specific things that are important to recall. It really helps me dive more into origin, get background of Mobile Suit Gundam. But yeah, oh wait, MS Team will be next. Hey, Gumplagoon. What's up, man? Good to see you here. Um, Yeah, heading back. Let's see. Um, oh, wonder what that is. Hmm, I don't know. I didn't, I don't think I've even seen that. Should I even click on that? Yeah, this playlist does not exist, so, yeah, that was spam. Okay, Glenn Norwood. I love the fact that there were, like, ten more different Gundam just roaming around the one-year war at the same time the main story takes place, and all the different side stories. Yeah, in, in something I figured out today when I was, I forget which one, it's not Lost War Chronicles, I forget which part of Genesis I was playing today, but they they did an interesting way they framed it where it's like, oh, we have to get this mobile suit to the person at White Base, or we have to get this Gundam, so it seems like as soon as they realized that Gundam worked, they all used those blueprints to develop Gundam. And I'm going to look more into this to see if this is accurate. They all started all these different areas because they were being invaded. were developing these Gundams in different places because they weren't really supposed to be developing uh, these Gundams. And um, the idea was, hey, let's get it to Amuro as soon as we can. Because in a lot of these stories, these pilots just have to use the Gundam to defend themselves because the Xeon troops are just trying to get in there, destroy it, take it, etc. So, yeah, it's very interesting. Daichi, if there's another raffle, I'd love to get a, a Hazel. Yeah, me too, man. So that's a good one. We'll read. This is awesome. I'm always looking for content like this. Thanks so much for an incredible video. I adore these side stories, and I'm a huge fan of all the expanded lore that went on during the one-year war. Great job. Yeah, and another thing, I touched upon it briefly before. I forget another video or in the Discord, but it, it, it seems to be that video game canon... Or video game lore is canon with the animation. So, like, there's things in the Thunderbolt manga that are just crazy, but are, are, we don't see it in the Thunderbolt animation. So even if they continue the Thunderbolt animation, it won't necessarily be used to contradict. I don't know why it's a big deal. And you know what? Another thing, too, is I... um, I, It's like canon is not a big deal to me where I'm going to fight people about it. But canon helps me, for some reason, some personal thing where if... The canon, it makes sense. It helps me live my life. I don't know, but I like canon. Like, I got obsessed with Star Wars canon, but again, healthy obsession. I don't get mad at people. I don't get angry. I don't demand this is how it is. Um, it's just more of, yeah, how do these things work together, and how are these storytellers that are essentially artists really crafting this? And I, and I appreciate all that. 
Oh, yeah, Matt Ralph. This is that PS3 one. I'm not sure you need a Japanese PS3. I have multiple Japanese Gundam games, and they play fine on my US PS3. I was actually planning on buying that same collection myself. Okay. Yeah, and I, after that comment, I even was looking on eBay to buy a PS3. And then there's just different options. I was wanting to get a Slim that I can set vertically on my desk so I'm not taking up space. But then if I get like a 20 or 80 gigabyte fat, I can then play, you know, PS1 and PS2 games. Because there are some PS2 games I want to play, even though they can be emulated. But I do understand, you know, that's illegal technically. But if a game's hard to get... I mean, I guess and what I've been doing is I buy the games anyway. Um, and then I could just get the emulator. I did that with... Um, like I have... A game on Xbox 360, the Operation Troy. It doesn't work on my Xbox, but it's just a habit. All right, Rogue New Type. I've seen a lot of gameplay for side stories, so I can see the similarity with GBO2, but it seems not as smooth as combat is, is concerned. And you know what? That So about the combat, I actually like it a lot. It's very single-player-focused combat because when you go to, like, aim, it, it feels like GBO2, except a little faster, and when you you can lock on to enemies and you're locked on to them. I think it's a gr it seems like a great way to play through a story-driven campaign of Gundam, and I want to do that. Uh, and just like Matt bringing up with the Japanese PS3, I want to get a PS3, get side story, and start streaming um, all the levels on that. I would stream Genesis, but it's it's very long. A lot of times I'm doing other things as I'm playing. Um, Yeah, I, I forget what I was doing the other day, and then I just had Genesis on... And I'm just like, okay, no, this guy's got to kill that guy, that guy's got to kill that guy, and then I just kind of wait for the mission to be over. Uh, and it's funny, because the funner missions are the ones where you're you're only using the units from the story and not, like, the units you've created, because by now my units are so powerful that it's just not as fun. Uh, need to eat now. Uh, away from keyboard for food. Okay, Robert, see ya. Enjoy your food. Santo Bell. Uh, most of the Gundams in... You see one year are all specialized, different teams researching different methods and types, perhaps. Yeah, I think that's accurate because even we saw with the Pixie, that's more about close combat hand-to-hand. -hand. It had like the shorter daggers. Um, even the Blue Destiny had kind of its own idea with the exam system, um, and, and I'll get to that in a future video. All right, well, I really enjoy how uh, any victory seen in Igloo are bittersweet. Grunts on either side don't seem to get happy ending during the one-year war, which gives the series a far more grittier atmosphere uh, than I would expect from a show with giant robots. There seems to be a lot of improvements on the animation in comparison to the previous Igloo series. Thanks for another great video. I always look forward to these reviews about side stories that build up the world of the UC timeline. Yeah, and I'll uh, keep doing it because it's certainly teaching me a lot. Uh, Santo Bell, while all Zaku's are cool, this one and the Shin Matsunaga Zaku 2FS in white are both standouts because of the story behind them. There was also a third white Zaku 2FS EFSF type found in the Stardust Memory manga, MSVR, The Return of Johnny Ridden, and uh, animation piloted by the and animation piloted by the in hiding Johnny Ridden under the name Led Wayland as well. Hmm. Big fan of when shows media distinguish issues or standout characters by coloring and contrast to the rank and file, sort of like identifying the hero class of character. It's a visual thing that adds all gravity to the uh, to villains, for example. Beware the Red Baron. Yeah. That's that's totally accurate. And when we we're just looking at the Dozel Zabi um, mobile suit, how that looked. Um, yeah, it's very cool. Mikhail Jacinto, as far as I know, the other robot spirits that show any sort of humans in scale is the At Guy. It has acrylic uh, cutouts of Kika, Cats, and Let's, plus the Xeon Marine on the At Guy's lift. So, yeah, going to have to get that next, and that's just a cool one anyway. Okay, this is going to sound weird, but I really want to see a Gundam show that directly precedes the Universal Century, like late era, Anno Domini era. So, so, and then that made me think, and that's why I asked this question, is the start of Universal Century a year after our current time, 1999? So does that mean, like, what is happening in Suit Gundam, the Universal Century, is based on what happened in our real world, but then there's the Anno Domini era, and I believe that's double O, and so is double O the same thing? It's like, here's what happened in the real Earth reality, but here's what the future would look like. Um, Yeah, that's that's very interesting. Thanks, Excite Gundam. All right, Robert, do you have a Facebook uh, page for this? Yeah, that's right. I so I do have um, I do have a Facebook. I just I have it automatically. But I mean, if if people like using Facebook 
feel free to like that. If there starts to be traction on there or people talking, I'm gonna I'll start using it more. Um just right now I'm just using what happens to, you know, have more people talking. Robert, yeah, uh, quite similar to Captain Ahab and yeah, Moby Dick. And then Cat's Hobbies, congrats on the growing channel. And to the winners, I'd appreciate it if I could get my hands on a real great new Gundam. It's been a dream kit ever since. Well, that's a good one. That is a good one. Um, well, okay. So, yeah, let's see what's going on in the chat. Um, UC starts about 100 years into our future. Okay. Okay, that's what I figured. It was something like that. Um, I wonder what it is exactly, because I remember reading somewhere it was 1999, and then it went, to, instead of 2000, it was UC, um, yeah, one, I guess, uh, but I'm not too sure. Um, let's see. AD is another cycle of the world as the turn A resets the world every so often. Ah, yeah, I can't wait to watch turn A. Um, yeah, just some other cool lore, for, so thanks for that. Well... Guys, I think that's it for me. Thanks for everyone that joined. This was a ton of fun. I love the things I'm talking about. For anyone that, uh, you know, if you ever have anything you want to talk about, throw it into the chat. Feel free to call in. Uh, come to the Discord. Throw it in there. It would be great to talk about it. I can't wait when there's some more interesting news about Gundam comes out. Yeah, be sure to join the Discord. Uh, we can do some gaming um, and some other cool stuff like that. Um, yeah, so, guys, thanks for watching, and... Uh, yeah, we'll talk later.